Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Well, hello, everyone. It's uh, good to be back here. My name is Eric Hurt, and I'm here with uh, my good friend and partner uh, in ministry, Mike Cleveland, to do another podcast for you. Mike, how are you doing today, brother? I'm good, Eric. I'm so excited about looking into God's Word with you. This subject is near and dear to my heart of resting in the finished work of Christ. So I'm looking forward to this podcast and being with you. Amen. And so our last podcast, we discussed about working uh, and how uh, sin is like being a slave in Egypt um, and, uh, you know, how we are uh, in constant labor um, and in constant misery over it uh, where there's no rest. Um, we talked about how uh, we can work programs and how we can, uh, we're, we're um, caught up in further work. And so uh, we are working ourselves to the bone. Um, trying to get free um, and trying to find rest from our work. And um, so we are picking up our study again in Hebrews uh, chapter 4. And um, so, Mike, would you uh, have anything to add to that before we move forward in verse 4, I believe we're in? Uh, it's, it's just that this good news that we're focusing on has the power to bring rest to the soul. You know, the, the Sabbath day of the old covenant brought rest to the body. It was temporary. It came and it went. Uh, but this, what we're talking about here is rest for our soul. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 11, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. You're weighed down by your sin struggles, your guilt, your shame. You're trying to keep the law. That's such a burden on you. And Eric, you and I know what that's like. And he said, come to me. Hmm. And I will give you rest for your souls, not just your, your body on a day of the week that came and went, but eternal rest for your very insight, your very self can rest. And so I'm excited about looking at this passage with you. We left off in verses two and three. Uh, we saw that the message of the cross had been proclaimed to those in the old covenant in verse two. Uh, we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them because they didn't believe it. Um, and so it's the opposite, Eric, of what we see in, for example, the Thessalonians, because Paul wrote to the Thessalonians and says, we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. So you see this contrast, Eric, between people under the old covenant who refused to rest in the finished work of Christ that was proclaimed to them. They kept to their own method of righteousness, their own legalistic keeping of the law or attempting to. They held to that, and so they missed the rest that was proclaimed to them in the good news. The Thessalonians, 
they embraced it. They said, it's too good to be true, but it's too good not to be true. And I'm going to put my faith in it. I'm going to receive this word as if it were for me. And I'm going to latch on to it. And that's what the Thessalonians did. And so, brother, here we are on a podcast and people today have this same uh, two ways they can go in life, right? They can cling to their own methods, their own standards of living, their own code of conduct, and hope that everything turns out all right in the end. If they do that, they miss the rest that God purchased for us at Calvary. That's the other option, is to look to the cross, to see that Jesus has worked himself to the bone. He has shed his blood in this work that he did. He has sweat drops of blood and been beaten to a pulp in the work that he did for us. And we can look there, Eric. And as we look, what do we see? Hmm. It all the work that God requires for me to be righteous. Hmm. And I rest. I put faith in that message and I rest. And uh, verse three, we who have believed enter that rest. And I want to just keep going here with you. Um, it says, uh, just as God said, so I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. He's referring to those people who refused God's way of resting. Uh, he's referring to those people who clung to the law. Uh, but the law only condemns us, doesn't it, Eric? It only points out our sin and condemns us. Yeah, it certainly does. And, you know, I'm reminded also uh, that, you know, we're taught all our life to do, 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 do something. Do something about it, Mike. You know, mm. uh, work. You, you know, even in church, we may be hearing that message um, that you have to do something. It's up to you to decide. It's up to you to make a decision. It's up to you uh, you, you do, do something. In other words, just like we've been talking about work, work, work. But here we see clearly that it's faith, uh, that it's belief in this cross, Mike, that you so wonderfully just described. It is belief and faith in the good news where we finally stop working ourselves, uh, because Christ did all of the work for us. And, and this is what's so needed. This is why we do these podcasts, because it's not about our work. Our work has, has gotten us nowhere, um, so to speak, in when, it, when it comes to entering the rest that you shared about earlier, rest for our souls. Now, we have to go to work, Mike, to make money, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about rest internally, rest for your soul once and for all. And this is where we find it. It's good news. <laughs> it's so good news. And don't you find that even in your working, you're resting? Uh, <laughs> e even in the hustle and bus bustle of the Christmas flurry, <clears throat> that we're still resting? Mm. Uh, that we can be externally, you know, uh, working hard for yes. our family, doing all this and doing all that. But inside my heart, I'm rejoicing and I'm resting. Um, and this is the way that we can live life at peace, at rest. Amen. Amen. Um, so if we come on to verse four, uh, for somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. So Eric, what we're talking about here is the Sabbath day rest. 
And that's very important uh, to know. And we'll see later that he's not talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, the rest that he promised the Israelites when they got to the promised land. Hmm. He's not talking about that here. What he's talking about here is seventh day Sabbath rest. And that's why he said on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. He, this is a quote back to Exodus chapter 20 in the law. And I'll, I want to just show you why that's important here. Um, so let's go on and we'll see why that's important. And what do you see in verse five there? Uh, verse five. And again, in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. And uh, this is connected with their unbelief. Um, they didn't enter the rest. Uh, and those who do not believe and place their faith uh, will will never enter the rest. They'll keep working themselves. Um, and so, uh, you know, this is uh, why the good news to hear and to put faith in is so important, brother. Yes, it is. And verse 6 is a copy of verse 2. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience. Okay, so understand what he's saying here, Eric. Mm -hmm. Those who did enter the promised land uh, did not find the rest that God was referring to. Uh, because why? They rejected the good news. Yeah, they entered the land. Mm. Uh, and so in some ways they had rest there. As it says in Joshua chapter 22, they did find rest there. But this rest that we're talking about here comes, as you said, by faith in the finished work of Christ. Uh, and it says in uh, verse 7, God again set a certain day. Now think about this. Mm. Originally, um, through creation and then repeated in the law, God set aside a certain day. Uh, he called it the Sabbath, the seventh day. Now we come to the new covenant, and God again sets a certain day. Now, Eric, what is that day? Is that Sunday? <laughs> uh, brother, this is the greatest day that ever happened in, in the history of the world, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, this is this is a day uh, that was cast far in the future. Uh, well, we're looking back on it now. Uh, he again set a certain day, uh, you know, and so that certain day was the day um, of of uh, where we would find that rest through the good news we're talking about, not in a land like you said earlier, uh, but rest uh, on this certain day, brother. Uh, which is the day of good news, the gospel we've been sharing uh, with those listening today. That's exactly right. On that day, Jesus worked hard mm. and shed his blood to pay for your sin, to make you right with God, to remove God's wrath from you, to set you free from the power of sin. He worked hard for you, and now you get to rest. And brother, think about it. I, I think often of the the woman who had an issue of blood, you know, and, and she couldn't find healing through the doctors. I think she had that for like 18 years. I don't remember exactly, but she, she kept having this flow of blood until by faith, she reached out and touched the Holy one 
Mm-hmm. And so the impure one touched the holy one and his purity came to her and her blood stopped when his blood started. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, as he pointed forward to the cross, when he would heal her by his wounds, his blood would atone for her sin and her blood stopped. Eric, that's the way it is. When you look to the cross and see Jesus working hard on your behalf, you stop mm-hmm. because you realize he did it all, and you enter into this rest that it's talking about. God set aside a certain day, calling it today. Eric, the finished work of Jesus on the cross long ago has effects for us even today. And so it's actually the Sabbath today. This is the perpetual Sabbath. Now, where you and I are, it's Tuesday. Maybe some people are listening across the pond that it might be coming up on Wednesday or whatever day it is, is the Sabbath. Today's Tuesday, but I am resting in Jesus' finished work. Therefore, I'm a Sabbath keeper today on Tuesday. Now, Eric, tomorrow's going to be Wednesday, and what day is it going to be tomorrow? (laughs) It's going to be the Sabbath, brother, and we're still going to be resting in Christ. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) Yes, we rest every day, don't we? Yes, we do, and I, I love how you brought in that passage of the woman who was bleeding. And I think if I remember correctly, uh, um, I don't, I don't hope I'm not mixing the stories up, but Jesus sensed that power came from him. And this is what we receive at the cross. Uh, there's power. Uh, there's power to annihilate our sin and put it to death. Uh, there is power for those who place their faith there. Uh, it is power that transforms us. Uh, It's the power where we find rest, uh, like we've been discussing. And it's power for today. Um, Well, is it power for tomorrow too and into the future? Yes. But it's power to live and to stop working today, friends. Today. Today could be a brand new day for you. Um, You know, uh, as long as we are looking to this cross and placing our faith in Jesus' finished work, We enter into rest right now, today. And we're talking about Sabbath rest. Hmm. Uh, The Old Covenant Sabbath was a foreshadow. Um, As they stopped their work uh, and they rested on that day, they didn't even light fires in their homes, remember? They did nothing. As they stopped their work, that very thing was a foreshadow pointing forward to when we would, by faith, view the cross and stop our work. Hmm. And as we stop our work, we enter into Sabbath rest and become a true Sabbath keeper. We're no longer under the old covenant where we rest on a day of the week. We rest in a person. We rest in his finished work. And by faith, we become true Sabbath keepers. We stop doing our whole, I'm going to keep God's law. I'm going to work my way into his favor. I'm going to measure up to his standard. No, why? Because we see that Jesus worked on our behalf. Jesus measured up to God's standard. Jesus removed our sin. All of this, Eric, Mm. enables us to simply rest in his finished work. And there's another warning in verse 7. And what is the warning that we see in verse 7? Um, it says, uh, well, let me just go ahead and read the entire verse again. It says, uh, God again set a certain day, calling it today. 
Uh, this he did when a long time after he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted today. If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And uh, this is the issue, brother, isn't it? This is the issue, is, is man's heart is hard, and it needs to be uh, broken up, so to speak. Uh, it's a heart of stone which needs to be removed. Um, and this is by hearing. This is by hearing and by faith, believing, and therefore receiving and entering into the rest that we've been discussing. And this is for, uh, this is the certain day uh, where Jesus took it all. Um, this is the day that uh, Jesus uh, took it all from us, uh, where our work stopped. I love how you said that, brother. Uh, you know, our work stops at the cross because Jesus worked shedding his own blood, pouring it all out for us. That's how much he loved us. And, you know, every time we talk about the cross, I mean, it is far more than we ever thought it was. There is far more that has been done at the cross uh, that, that we ever thought. And, and maybe someone listening today, brothers and sisters, there is far, there was far more accomplished at the cross than, than we think. And as we read the scriptures, we need to see that in the passages. We need to see all that happened at the cross. And we see that throughout all of scripture and through every verse. And that's what we're doing in this study. We're seeing once again that was accomplished, specifically the rest that we have in Christ at the cross. But the cross is so much more than we ever thought it was. It's not something we look at in passing. Um, it is something that affects us internally and deeply and daily, brother. And it is just uh, marvelous uh, to look at with you and, and to do these studies and podcasts with you. Amen. Um, you know, it's a heart issue, Eric. That's what we continue to see in the scriptures, even in this passage today. If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. What would it be like to harden your heart to this message? It would be to say, no, uh, I do not accept the fact that my sins have been atoned for. I don't believe that there was a price that needed to be paid. I don't receive the finished work of Christ as if it were my own. No, I'm going to carry on with my own method of making myself right. I'm going to carry on with my own steps to trying to overcome sin. That's what it would be like to harden your heart to this message. And Eric, the only way to not have a hard heart is to turn and look to the cross. When you see Jesus' heart being pierced, let that crush your own heart because it was pierced for your transgressions. Let it crush you. Let it humble you. Let it put you into the dust. Let, let that work that you're seeing there of Jesus, uh, where his hands and feet were nailed to a tree for you. Believe it was for you. Receive the fact that he paid for your free gift. He already did everything necessary for you not only to be justified, made right with God, but to be sanctified. Right there at the cross, you're not only made right with God, Eric. That's only half the cross. Hmm. The other half is that you overcome sin. 
as you look right there. And, and so don't harden your heart. Instead, let it crush your heart to look at the suffering Messiah. Eric, think for a minute at the suffering Jesus endured. He was under the wrath of Almighty God. God turned his face away from his son. God would not look on the evil that his son had become as he took your sin and my sin onto himself. And as you look at that, Eric, let it do its work, brother. Let it circumcise your heart. Let it cut deeply. Um, if you remember in Acts chapter 2, when the, the message of the cross was preached to the Jews, it said that it cut their hearts. And they said, oh, what must I do? Hmm. That's how you know your heart is cut. You're, you're, not, you're no longer saying, here's what I'm doing. <laughs> now you're saying, oh, God, what must I do? And when you're cut this way, he says, believe. Hmm. Put your faith right there and rest. And that's how you don't harden your heart. Instead, you let your heart be crushed. Right, brother? That's amen, brother, to everything you said. I was just rejoicing as you were bringing us to the cross there, and this is exactly what needs to happen. And we look there by faith. We just look and see the wonder uh, of the King of heaven and earth, the Creator, um, the Son of God, uh, who took on flesh and bone so that He could die for us and remove it all from us. Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. You know, there was many people that were hung on a tree, brother, as we often say, but there was one that was perfect, who obeyed the law perfectly for us, and then who became the sin offering for us, who, as you look uh, with us to the cross, we see Jesus becoming sin, and then being nailed there and being poured out there. Uh, he, the offering nailed there on the altar, being poured out there at the foot of the altar uh, for us. And this is what changes our hearts. Uh, this is what brings a hard heart, um, a heart of stone, uh, into a heart of flesh. When you see that this was done for you, this is the love that God has for you. Um, this is uh, the love that he would turn away from his own son, uh, but turn to you uh, where Jesus was rejected, but were adopted into the family. Wow, Mike, this, like we said in our last podcast, this is just too good to be true. You know, how could I be accepted? Because Jesus, uh, the perfect lamb of God was put to death for you. He took all sin that you and I have ever committed. He bore the weight and the wrath uh, and the punishment. And, and that's why he was marred beyond human recognition, because that's how awful uh, sin is. That's how ugly sin is. And that's how, um, you know, <laughs> he took it all from us, brother, and then clothed us in his perfect sacrifice. Uh, he clothed us in his perfect righteousness. 
Um, this is where we die with Christ by faith. We're buried in a tomb by faith. We rest uh, from it all and we rise uh, to new life. We rise as new creatures in Christ where we're able to say no to ungodliness because we have the Spirit of God now living in us and flowing out of us. And brother, this is just such a marvelous uh, life of freedom to live. And I'm just rejoicing with you today, brother. You know, as you were talking right there, Eric, my heart again was cut. Mm. My heart once again was crushed. Mm. Um, if you can hear what Eric just said and not be, not just moved, but truly cut, um, ask God to give you a heart of flesh. Ask him to remove your heart of stone. Heed the warning that we just read about today. If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Uh, let it be cut. Jesus let himself be cut up one mm -hmm. side and down the other for you. And now you're going to harden your heart when you see what he did for you. Mm -hmm. No, don't harden your heart. Uh, Eric, let's move on. And, and in preparation for reading verse 8, I want to read Joshua chapter 22, verse 4, that says, Now that the Lord your God has given them rest, as he promised, return to your homes in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. It says God gave them rest when they went into <laughs> the promised land. He gave them rest. All right, now let's read verse 8. <laughs> For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. So clearly we're not talking here about the rest that they found as they went into the promised land. We're talking about Sabbath rest. Hmm. We're talking about soul rest, not rest from enemies, not rest uh, from uh, having to uh, work for a daily living. Not, that's not the kind of rest we're talking about. What we're talking about here is eternal soul rest. Um, and that's what it says in verse 9. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. And Eric, according to verse 10, how do we enter it? Uh, let's see. Verse 10 says, for anyone who enters God's rest. Oh, this is wonderful. I'm sorry. I got to start over because I was reading and rejoicing. Uh, let, me, let me do this again. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works just as God did from his. Now that is exactly what we've been talking about uh, in both of these podcasts of uh, entering God rest, God's rests uh, through the work of Christ. You will also rest from your own work uh, just as God did from his. And so this is what puts your and my work to death, uh, resting in the finished work of of Jesus Christ upon the cross, which we have been discussing today, where Mike shared from Acts 2 that cuts your heart. And when your heart is cut and pierced by hearing the message of the cross, uh, you enter that rest and you also enter rest from your own works. Uh, brother, this is just, uh, just wonderful. And that's why it's called good news, isn't it? It is indeed. <laughs> so we're talking about Sabbath rest. We're talking about uh, entering into God's rest. By how? Resting from your works. Uh, 
Hmm. As it says in uh, Titus 3, 5, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done. Okay, that's important. Um, Ephesians 2, 8 talks about being saved by grace through faith, not by our own works. So why? We've rested from our own works. What does that mean, Eric? It means we've stopped trying mm. to, to reach some standard. We've, we've rested in Jesus reaching the standard. We, we have stopped our own efforts at making ourselves right with God and our own efforts at overcoming sin on our own strength. And we have rested in what Jesus did for us. And, and as we do that, we become true Sabbath keepers. God, uh, Eric, I was raised in the Seventh-day Adventist church where we kept the Seventh-day Sabbath of the Old Covenant. And uh, at times, you know, I'd, I'd go to church on the Seventh-day Sabbath on Saturday, and we'd say, Happy Sabbath! You know, that was, that was a greeting that we would greet each other with. Well, brother, I come to you today on Tuesday and say happy Sabbath uh, <laughs> because we're resting in Jesus' finished work. And we do this today. Tomorrow's going to be today and we'll rest again. And every day for the rest of our lives and throughout eternity, we have entered into God's rest and we are resting from our own works. And therefore, God views you and I as keeping the Sabbath perfectly. And this is something, you know, no more exhaustion like we were talking about, brother. Uh, you know, we were exhausted in our own works. And, you know, that's just what we see on the cross where Jesus became exhausted for us when he was um, being put to death for us so we could find this rest. And it's just incredible. Jesus did all the work. He worked for you and me and anyone listening while he was on the cross. And, you know, this is what ceases us from our own works, just as you said, brother. Uh, Jesus worked. Uh, Jesus um, took it all there to the cross uh, when he was breathing out his last breath for us, as he was pouring out blood and water from his side to forgive and cleanse us. This is the work that he did. And then he rested and to enter into um, that rest is just, uh, just incredible. Sometimes you just lost uh, for words uh, because uh, the work that we had done before, the exhaustion that we had and the misery uh, that we had to, to have rest from that is so incredible. And, and, and then to rest from our own works and own efforts uh, it it does seem too good to be true, brother. It's a, it seems that way, and and yet the more that you put your faith in it, the more that your the Holy Spirit confirms it to you. Um, Eric, I have a question. If you look at verse eleven, what in the world does this mean? It says, "Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest." Doesn't that sound like make sure you're standing up so you can sit down? Um, what what does it mean here? Well, this is still by faith, brother. This is still by faith. Make every effort. Uh, it's it's uh, like not hardening your hearts. When you hear the message, uh, we need to listen to it. Um, we need to see the cross afresh again. Um, and so it does seem like uh, we're working here, uh, but we've seen very clearly that the way uh, that we make our effort, uh, brother, to enter that rest is to look at the finished work. 
by faith. It's to believe this one message, um, to believe that message of the cross. It's the only place we can find rest. It's coming to Jesus, uh, who are uh, heavy laden and burdened. Uh, he knew exactly who it was that's coming to him, and that we have heavy weights and burdens on us. And the only way to find rest, uh, the only effort we have is to look. That's our effort. We look. And by faith, we believe, place our faith in the finished work. We hear the message of the cross and our hearts are cut. Oh, brother, this is good news and I want to hear it daily. You know, even in Hebrews, I believe, uh, chapter 3, it says that we need to encourage one another every day with this message so that our hearts don't become hardened. And so that's what we are doing today. Amen. Um, make sure you are not turning to your own righteousness. Uh, make sure that you're not placing yourself under law. Mm. Uh, make sure that you're not following a set of steps. Uh, make sure that you're not working to get out of sin. I think this is what the emphasis, like you said, Eric, it's by faith. Make sure that you're looking to Jesus. Make sure that you're resting in what he did for you. Uh, Eric, when you enter into this rest, it also enables you to overcome sin that you may have worked all your life trying to do. Um, I can think of specific sins that I've had since I was can remember, ever since I can remember. Hmm. Um, but as I'm resting in Christ's finished work, I'm not doing those sins. Um, just putting it very simple and plain. Uh, why? Because I'm resting in Jesus' finished work. His cross destroyed my sin. Hmm. His, his death was the death of my habitual sin. Now, it's not that we don't sin. It's not that we're claiming that in ourselves we're perfect. We stumble in many ways. But what I'm talking about is habitual sin, living a life in the flesh. Hmm. That life died. Um, when you enter into rest, your old man dies, as you were talking about earlier. And that's how you find rest, because that old man, my old man was evil to the core. Mm -hmm. He only demanded his own way. He snubbed his finger at God. He was an enemy of God. And yet when he died, I rested. Mm -hmm. And this all happens at the cross. And so we want to make sure then that we, we make every effort to make sure that we're not working. <laughs> we, we make every effort to make sure that we're resting in Jesus' law-keeping and in Jesus' death-dying in Jesus' finished work. And as we put faith there, Eric, that's how we make every effort. As you said, to look. John the Baptist said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And as we do that every day, Eric, we enter into rest and we cease from our own efforts and become true Sabbath keepers throughout eternity. Amen. All I can say is amen to that, brother. That was beautiful and wonderful. And uh, I think we're running out of time uh, for today, brother. So if you could, brother, could you close us in prayer? Father in heaven, as we come to you right now, we see all that you did for us. We see the suffering of your own son. 
first of all, we see how he lived perfectly for us. And we know that you count his perfect living uh, as if we had lived that way. And we see that you have put his righteousness, his holiness, onto our accounts as if we were had lived perfectly. And then we see that, that he took the curse of the law away from us. God, somebody is listening right now who feels cursed, who feels unable to do what you're requiring them to do, who feels that they have tried for so long and have kept slipping into the quicksand. They feel like a hamster on a wheel. They aren't getting anywhere through all the effort they're putting out. Oh, God, right now, would you please lift their chin up to look at Calvary, to see Jesus in his work that he did. He climbed up on a cross. He would have nailed those nails into his own hands and feet if the men there didn't do it. And he shed his blood. Lord, help this person right now. Look. And in looking, let them live and let them rest. Lord, please cut a heart right now. Please, God, crucify an old man, an old woman, the flesh. Put it to death as they look at Calvary's cross, as they see blood flowing. Lord, help them to enter into rest by faith. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.